Hello there and welcome to Trope on a Rope, the show where we delve into Hollywood's toy chest to play with the puzzle pieces that have come to define cinema. My name's Jeff and I'm joined today by Mr. Colin Gerrard. Oi, oi, Savaloy. And special guest, Mr. Christian Stoner. How are you? Hi, I'm not feeling so special anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the Right, what we're looking at at the moment is uh, films uh, with musicians, musicians slash actors, films with musicians where they're in films about them but they're not about them but they are about them very well explained good job i thought that was well explained i looked up from my notes as i was saying it even though i did have it written down but i thought i've got this and i looked up and it was a mistake 100 <laughs> percent. i could take a second take or i just nah, uh, do we just carry on just blast on through i just barrel up barrel up i can always like adr it later take another punt at it uh i refuse um so today we're talking about eight mile Eight Mile follows a week in the life of young rapper Jimmy Marshall Slim Bunny Eminem Rabbit Shady Mathis Smith Jr. and the trials and tribulations he faces as he tries to make a name for himself in a traditionally black art form whilst being so white he's almost transparent. Luckily, he's hailed by everyone around him as a rap prodigy. Unluckily, he stubbornly refuses to show this until the very end, and even then he's a dick about it. It's a bit like Purple Rain if in the final song Prince just told the crowd to go fuck themselves. Yeah. That's a fair assumption. <laughs> uh, I'm led to believe this is the first time all of us have watched this film. Yes. No, no, no. I saw, I saw it in the cinema when it came out. I might have watched it on when it was released on DVD afterwards, but I have not seen it for 20 years, I guess, because that's how old it is. 20 years old, fuck. Uh, 2002, I believe. You can correct me, fact master, if I'm wrong. I did not write down what year this film, uh, film was made. Okay, it was it was it was two thousand and two. I think you'll find it's twenty one years. <laughs> uh, what well, is? Well, I was I was taking into account the the DVD release, so I might not have seen it <laughs> since it came out on DVD. Um, how, what are your what are your feelings about this film, Christian? Well, I've got feelings. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, when when originally looking at these three movies that we were going to watch together, they seemed awfully disparate. But amazingly, yeah. uh, I have found last night whilst watching this movie that, much like Jeff Lebowski's rug, this this movie really tied the trope together. <laughs> um, nice. It's it, it's amazing. It's amazing to watch the the parallels between both of the other films. You know, one of them. You know, the, the tones of all of the movies are are different. This is way more tonally similar to Purple Rain, as it's kind of yeah. more autobiographical. Uh, a little darker, but then it is kind of based in hip hop culture. Um, and then I was kind of, as I was I started watching it, I was kind of upset that it was two thousand and two because I thought, well, Purple Rain was eighty four, and then like uh, House Party was nineteen ninety. It would have been nice to. And then I realised that it's actually set in ninety five. So there is kind of five years yeah. between each of these movies in in some way. Um, I found it. I it, yeah, like I said, I, I found it was actually a great ends to this this trilogy of seemingly completely different movies uh, because it does it, it does hit both of those other two movies in interesting ways um i thought it was great i, I having not watched it in a long time and i you know slide by it on amazon every now and again and think nah um but actually you know having to watch it for this it was uh, it reminded me of what a good movie is uh cole yeah, I, I, again, pretty much like uh, Prince, I assumed it'd be a, a kind of a 
uh, ego fest where it's just him like picking himself up the entire time. But it turned out that isn't not the case whatsoever. Um, it was it seemed a lot more true to his actual story than what I would have thought. And I was going to say it, it almost it's almost exactly the amount of autobiographical that Purple Rain is. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's yes. kind of like set set in both set in their hometowns both showing kind of like the the dark side of their lives both showing how they made it in music um both culminating in their most most famous song yeah which again as i've mentioned in every one that we've done so far is like how the fuck do you write a movie where the end bit is write the best song ever and actually write <laughs> yeah. the best song ever? <laughs> Yeah, I was really surprised. Like he was, he was really, he was really subdued the entire time. He seemed like a. It, it kind of points out that he was never thought he was going to make it. The exact opposite of what I would assume. I would have assumed it was him being picking himself up. It was everyone else saying you can do it. He never really believed in himself, and then only at the end of the movie he kind of goes, "You know what? Fuck it, I'm going to do it myself." A bit like Purple Rain. I. I was trying to look into it, and it seems it seemed that um, like Purple Rain was filmed like Prince wanted to uh, to make a film that was kind of like autobiographical. But I was looking into this and seeing if it was like a project that was started by Eminem, and it seems to be that it was just started by a writer, and then Eminem slid into it, and then parts of his life just informed informed the character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did go to those rap battles in Detroit. He, you know, he yeah. was the only white guy in those rap battles in Detroit. Like, you know, I don't, you know, he did grow up in a trailer park. Like those, you know, these elements that are definitely yeah. points of reference. It's almost like he's a consultant to a story that's not about him to <laughs> to inform the story to make it more realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was really looking forward to this film. Like, I've always heard great things about it, and I've seen, I've se possibly I ruined it for myself. I've seen the rap battles on YouTube, like in isolation. Um, but um, yeah, no, I, I had a bit of, I was a bit deflated by this film. Maybe because I, I don't know, maybe because I saw the bits on YouTube, or because I loved Purple Rain. Um, I, I just came out of this maybe a bit disappointed. Well, the the best reason to not like a film is because you love Purple Rain. <laughs> <laughs> like I was trying to, I was trying to judge it, like not compare it to the others, and just like judge it on its own merits. But then I was rewatching it so that I could write. I watch it. I watch these films once, just watching them, and then I rewatch it again at speed to make notes on it, and just watching it again to make notes. I got about halfway through and thought, "What the fuck is left in this film? What else happens?" It's well, like I mean. I mean, all the things. That, I mean, that's that's kind of what I like. It's a very small story, mm. and unlike the two other movies that we've watched, this it's a little bit more real. Yeah, um, yeah. and it is it's more comparable to more like a kind of like Rocky or Saturday Night Fever than it is to the other two movies that we watched, where it's kind of like yeah. this very like it's 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 a very boots on the ground, dirty look at the lives of these people you're not in it for very long there's no big story being told really because you know the end is he wins a rap battle <laughs> which happen every week and the next week he may well yeah. go back and lose right <laughs> so that, but it's not that's not what that's not what the story is about the story is yeah. about him you know him gaining his confidence and and, and working out how he's going to do it how he's going to separate himself from this bullshit life that he's got 
Um, I, I feel I feel like the part that was missing was um, at the the thing that may have deflated you was that at the end. It's not like he he got a, a big record contract and became a massive rapper all of a sudden. It doesn't show him becoming a success. It just shows him like uh, believing in himself and then going, "I'm going to do it on my own." But then the thing that's missing is is where he actually goes, "Oh, and here's my fucking massive success." It doesn't show that. But you know that from inference, because you know you know Slim Shady. But I think that that would have that would have belittled the movie. I think a little bit because it's a little. He's no he's nowhere near that point in his life really, and if it just like accelerated to and then he's number one, yeah. like it's just, it's just insane. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. It tells a much more human story. I suppose I think maybe yeah, it is closer to Rocky, and I love Rocky. And um, well, Rocky doesn't end with him like winning and getting everything they ever hoped. He loses at the end of that film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's that's that, that's that's the comparison. It's it's the same with Saturday Night Fever. It's just like you know, he kind of like he wins a dance contest and then he goes back to his normal life. Like it's it's like telling the t- story perfectly of the first step towards that fucking stardom. Yeah, small battles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, shall we go through the film? Uh, yeah, 1995 Detroit. Um, I did look into this. Like, apparently, this is he's like a less successful version of the normal Eminem by this point. Yeah, because his first album would have come out in 98, 99, I would imagine. So he was probably discovered by Dre in 97, something like that. And that's got that's roughly the timeline. I I tell you what, in this film, I did like surprise Michael Shannon. Oh, is he, um, uh, uh, Kim Bassinger's dude, Jeff. What's his name, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I think so, Jeff. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you didn't notice whether he had the same name as you or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have paid attention more to that. But yeah, always I fucking I fucking love Michael Shannon. Oh, you should be on one of the actor lists, actually. Well, I mean, like, just we're going to touch on it. The cast. I mean, I it was I was yesterday years old when I realised that Captain America <laughs> was Papa Doc. <laughs> yes, no, yeah. Let's talk about the cast. Yeah, so Anthony Mackie. His, his name's Captain America, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, look, looking back, he's like the most probably he's the most famous person outside of Eminem um, in it uh, at the at the present day. Isn't Flea in it? Sorry, I thought I thought Flea was in this movie. Lee, is he? No, you're thinking about Back to the Future, dude. <laughs> no, no, he's dumb friend. I, I, I thought it was Flea. Cheddar Bob, no. No, that's not Flea, no. It's not? Uh, sure. Just assumed it. He looks like Flea. I thought he was just playing a dumb guy. I was uh, like, Flea, you can act. When was the last time I saw Flea? Flea was in a Star Wars recently. Uh, was he? Yeah, he was in Obi-Wan. Oh, yes, he was in Obi-Wan. Yeah, he was. He was one of the one of those people trying to catch the princess. So yeah, so Anthony Mackie's in this. I uh, it's his first film role. Really, Was it really. Uh, Captain America. Yes, it's his uh, debut film. Um, I did think that he doesn't say say much in this, but no, he does. He does do rap battle at the beginning, doesn't he? Yeah. But then after that, yeah, he doesn't say much after that. Maybe he walks into rooms and goes like, um, "Come on, let's go." Um, let us leave this place, everyone. And then, apart from that, he doesn't really say. He anything. stands behind the people that talk. Is yeah. Like. yeah, pretty much. We start at the at, at the club at the beginning. Why is the club called the Shelter? The Shelter. There you go. Thank you. Um, Eminem's in the in the bathroom. He's locked. He's locked himself in the bathroom. Not a stall. He's locked the whole bathroom to a small nightclub. <laughs> right. 
Nick move. <laughs> whilst he whilst he mime raps in the mirror. Yeah. Well, he's you know he's warming up. Yeah, he's warming up. But still, in the bathroom, come on, dude. Um, bit, bit of a dig move. He's got the worst luck of anyone in the world. Like he's 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 broke. He's broken up with his missus. Um, he's lost his car. He's um, his all his shit is in a bag behind a dumpster. Yeah, what was that about? I wonder is that is that part of the true story? Is that what Eminem used to do? He used to leave all of his clothes, like a spare change of clothes behind a dumpster just in case he puked on well, he just he'd just just broken up with his girlfriend right but he hadn't yet gone back to his mom's house so i guess he had all of his stuff in a bag behind a dumpster that's what i read into that well is it when he goes back to his mom she's like hasn't seen him for a while right and he's just broken up with the girl that he's living with and by all of his stuff you mean one change of clothes in a in a bin bag it's basically a hoodie. <laughs> okay. Wow, he owns a shitload of stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it, all this shit is... He doesn't bring it into the building for some reason. He just leaves it behind a dumpster. Um, the bouncer doesn't really let him in. And uh, and then he completely biffs it on stage by corpsing. Not a strong start to, to Eminem, Eminem's career. I'm just going to call him Eminem. I can't remember the character's name. Um, Bunny. Bunny, thank you very much. Papa Doc is rapping. Uh, yeah, and and um, Captain America wins on the first night. Deservedly so, being as he did actually rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good start. And like you, you raise a good point of um, the point before that. Yeah, you win this week, but you don't win next week. So yeah, is Papa Doc just like a legend for this one week, or maybe like at a fortnight at most before someone else? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess in these kind of situations, people come in and out and they'll be good for a bit. Maybe they go on to make it. Maybe they get a job in a different city and fuck off. Like, I think it's a, yeah, <laughs> weekly rap battles or a. What was the name, what was the name of the uh, the crew, that, the, the, the crew of the winners? Uh, leaders of the free world. Yeah, and they just they just go around like they've they've won this week and then just decide to go around being fucking assholes to everyone. <laughs> yeah, we won. <laughs> so for an for an entire week they're just fucking cunts to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're complete assholes. Take your opportunities where you can. The char- the character of the future, uh, is he a real person or is this sort of just part of the, the movie? It's just part of the movie. It's oh actually, um I do have a note on that. I did write that down. Um yeah, future is based on Eminem's real real life friend, uh, a guy called Proof. Um who was also in the movie? He's the rapper who faces Eminem at the beginning when Eminem corpses. Okay. Huh. That's that's his real life friend. Eminem's friend group. So you have um Future, Cheddar Bob, uh, and then the two brothers, Sol and um DJ Is. Yeah, what do you think of his uh, his friends? I I'm I'm just one I'm just wondering how, how much how much of the friends are actual friends of his and how much is like how much of this true story and how much of it not true story. Like his friends, are they actually based on his friends or is it again, is this just part of that I, I doubt I think they're characters created for the movie. I think they he had friends, and maybe they're played by his friends, but I think they're just characters for a movie. I don't believe he's got a dumb white dude who shot his dick off as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Also, also, I don't, I don't think, I don't think anyone is dumb as dumb as fucking Cheddar Bob. He was pretty much the dumbest person in the universe. I did like Cheddar Bob though. He's fun. Um, yeah, he does shoot his dick off. Um, he, I love the fact that he has no filter and he just says the worst possible thing at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have known people like that. 
on occasion I have been that person. Um, as have I, as have I. And, <laughs> and it's just uh, moi. Uh, I did like I like future. Um, and then the other two, uh, they were just kind of in the background, really. The other two. Um, and then there's then then there's the the other guy, the 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 promoter guy that wants to give uh give Eminem his big break. That wink, f- wink, yeah. That that uh, future hates because he thinks he's full of shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I I liked him as well. He's he's he is that friend, and I've also been this person who's just like bullshitting or all the kind. Of, oh yeah, no, I've got something coming up. Yeah, no, I've I've I, I'm. I've got this plan and I'm going to do this. And uh, I know someone who knows someone who's uh, six degrees of separation from someone actually important. Like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is important. Dude. Yeah. Kevin Bacon is important. Yeah. But yeah, no, I do. I did like him. I did like the fact a lot of the characters in this, nearly all the characters in this have that. Oh, I've got something coming along, but nothing does come along ever. Well, they say. I mean, it seems it, they they seem realistic for the the setting yeah. that they're in. They're just a bunch of people, you know, with, with terrible circumstances that feel like they could get out of those terrible circumstances at any minute. Yeah, it's, Detroit. I get the sense that uh, it still is. It's not it like it used to be like this big manufacturing town, and then all the factories closed down, and then there wasn't that much opportunity, so a lot of people were just stuck there. Well, I'm also musically gave birth to Motown, right? Which is an interesting. It's an interesting. I mean, eight the I, you know into the history. The Eight Mile Road is the road that separates the white community and the black community in Detroit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's interesting that the racism was so prevalent in there being as like Motown was so mass, especially within music. Motown obviously was a was was a kind of music that was made to be kind of both friendly to black and white people. Like it's a very, I mean, it's fantastic, but it's 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 fairly vanilla in its like, you know, any and in the sixties and seventies, any white person or black person could like the Temptations. You know, there's nothing overtly black about my girl. Like, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's interesting that it's it's such a hotbed for. And especially as as life goes on, a hotbed for racial racism in music, or you know, a racial divide in music. Big joke. <laughs> <laughs> Break the ice with some big jokes. Sorry, I got serious. I do have a dick joke coming actually. Um, after after the battle, he goes back to his mum, and his mum is rocking uh, Michael Shannon cock. Yeah. Uh, well, his mum's Kim Bassinger. Yeah. Which is it, it, is, is it one of her last acting roles? I, I can't remember her being in very much since then. It would have been after LA Confidential, um, which I think, did she win, did she win an Oscar for that or was she nominated for an Oscar for LA Confidential? Most people were. Um, but you don't see much of her anymore, right? Like, where is Kim Bassinger? Uh, Kim Bassinger, let me have a look. I've got to Google up. Oh, shit, she's 69. And also to tie the room together. You, Used to used to bang Prince. Gee. Yeah, during the during the making of Batman, he was on the soundtrack and she was on him. <laughs> uh yeah, no, she's been in a couple of things. She was in the nice guys. Oh, that was a good movie. Was oh, that the Mark Warburg Will Farrell? I could just click on that and get his name up. Hang on. Uh Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Okay. The 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 eighties uh, detectives. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was quite good, that film. Uh, oh, she's also in Fifty Shades Darker. Of Grey? Or Darker Than Grey. 
like almost like <laughs> graphite. <laughs> I think Fifty Shades Dark is the second one. I don't know. I don't delve into that. Yeah, I was going to say, right? Well, this is these are not facts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she, I, I, his mum's fun. She's a fucking mess of a person. She's drunk. She's fucking dudes that she's just fucking Michael Shannon because she thinks that she can get something out of him because he's compensation check of some kind. Just just happens to be like Eminem's fucking ex high school friend. Yeah, they went to high school together. Yeah. Ah, that sucks. <laughs> Dude, seriously? Ah. They do. They do spend like Cheddar Bob talks about his mum all the time. Like, oh yeah, well your mum's hot, you know. In that kind of like, um, the they talk about Bill S. Preston and Esquire's mum Missy a lot in, <laughs> right. in Bill and Ted. Yeah, I was I was gonna go Will from the In Betweeners. That's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also good. Just, just constant your mum jokes because their mums are actually hot. <laughs> but she. Is a full-on mess. Um, yeah, again, she's just going with Michael Shannon because she thinks that he's got a check coming. Um, it's a good chance that he possibly doesn't have a check coming, but he's just staying with her because she's that's a roof over his head for now. But he gets the check as soon as he gets the money, he fucks her over. Well, no, he went when he finds out that she might lose the house, then he fucks off. But he also gets the check, right? Does he? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a scene there where she says that he got he got his money. Oh, he, right, got it, okay. he, got, he got his money as soon as he got his money he's like well fuck this shit I got money now fuck you bitch she yeah she gambles uh, her, her son's the bum she's got uh, Lily's uh, other kid I thought it was Eminem's kid because I know in real life he's got a kid right yeah that's one thing uh, was, I it confu- not, was it not played by Haley? maybe I don't know I mean, it's. I think it's supposed to be the character is supposed to be based on the fact that he's he was a kind of single father at the time, but they just made it his sister for the sake of the movie because it made more sense. Um, yeah. I don't know whether is it. I mean, you, you you if you're looking at it, was I don't know if it was played by his daughter. But even in the movie, it was unclear. It, even in the movie, it was unclear whether it was actually Eminem's daughter or if everyone thought that it was um, his his mother's second daughter. No, I just assume it was his sister. Uh, da, 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 da. no, it's an actress, Chloe Greenfield. Okay, but yeah, it, no, I thought it was his daughter as well. Yeah, because throughout the movie, I, I was assuming it was uh, Eminem's daughter, but they kind of constantly said that it was the the mother's second daughter. But I thought maybe that was like a cover because they were ashamed that I don't know. I started to raise questions because later in the film he gets his fucking ass handed to him just right outside the trailer and then she just shouts his first name. Yes. Uh, good point, good point. All of her problems just magically go away when she wins the bingo. Like a lot of things in this movie, actually. Like, just problems that are there just disappear randomly. Um, like, she wins the bingo. Eminem just gets his shit together. Papa Doc magically corpses at the end. It's just very convenient that all that stuff happens for him. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. he does. He does. He does. He doesn't magically corpse at the end. Fucking <laughs> Jim, Jimmy nails his fucking thing. He, he takes away every, all the all of his ammunition. Did you just say Jimmy nail? <laughs> 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 crocodile shoes, bitch. <laughs> he crocodile shoes that bitch. But yeah, everyone. Everyone's basically. Uh, yeah, I've got. Uh, he meets up with Wings, and yeah, that's just another bullshitter who's got another angle, a friend of a friend, and a connection to someone big. Um, and they both like fight over Eminem with him and um, Future over their plans for Eminem, and they spend the whole 
they spend, like I said in the intro, they spend a lot of the film just like bigging him up, saying, "Oh yeah, he's the best thing since you know whatever the last best thing was." Um, Let's spread vanilla ice. Thank you very much. <laughs> but apart from like isolated instances, you don't really see him like do anything. Um, he does um, like the food truck. He does a bit of a rap battle and like the rap battle at the end, and then there's an earlier one in a car park. But you, but but they, but they kind they kind of build on his skill right so hmm. he, he has a little go and then and then he then he does it by himself when he's in the when he's in the line for the food truck and then hmm. you know it's i think i think that that part of it was done quite well i did like i did like um when he's on the bus when he's um when he's writing uh he's got that scrap of paper like it's the only two bits of paper in the world that he has that are his um <laughs> and he's uh he's writing whilst looking out the window and it is like very disjointed like it's just like a couple of words here and there like he's like slowly coming up with a song i did like that it happens again later as well when he's in the bedroom with um with his sister yeah well he's kind of it's almost like the entire i mean i think that on the soundtrack that those first bits are from a song that's called eight mile and then after that it kind of it's like he's slowly writing lose yourself right it kind of like just coming up with very random lines to lose yourself again i think i think was well done yeah, um, I did look it up. That piece of paper is actually the paper that he wrote um, uh, "Lose Yourself" on. Oh, that's cool. Really, he goes to there's an they go to an abandoned. It looks like an abandoned sitter. They get into a fight with Free World, which Eminem starts by pulling a dude off a off a um, the bonnet of a car. Wait, pulls his feet out from Eminem, right? Yeah, and then Papa Doc, like a little bitch, just pulls a pulls a gun straight away. Yeah, that that was Cheddar, Cheddar, that was Cheddar, wasn't it? No, uh, Papa Doc quickly pulls out a gun, and then like everyone just crowds around. Oh yeah, 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 don't do that, don't do that. And they bundle him into the back of the car. That's why Cheddar Bob brings it out later because he's like, "Oh, fucking Papa Doc did it." Um, I I guess the guns are okay. He had a nicer gun, and he didn't shoot himself in the dick. Um, (laughs) Like next day, he goes to work. He works at a steel mill, um, which uh, nothing really happens at steel. Oh, he he fucks at the steel mill, I suppose. Uh, that is the the only the, that that does happen there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, yeah, he fucks there. What's that? What's the actress's name? Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Anyone watch that documentary about what happened to Brittany Murphy? That's a good watch. What happened no, to Brittany Murphy? Happen to Murphy? Uh, we'd have to watch the entire documentary, but it seems that she had this kind of husband or boyfriend that just kind of slowly drugged her until she died, basically. It's a pretty fucked up documentary. Oh. Allegedly. She's not dead. Is she, is she dead? Yeah. Is she dead? Yeah, she's dead, yeah. I knew she died years ago. Like uh, 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 Every time I see her in a film, it's like, oh, it's Brittany Murphy, and then you remember, oh, Brittany Murphy. Well, also an interesting mention is that uh, his ex-girlfriend Janine is is played by Taryn Manning, uh, who from Orange Is the New Black, and she used to be in a band called Boom Cat. Uh, what else has she been in? Uh, I forget the name of that movie she was in. Anyway, she's she's super famous as well, but also now is a bit of a weird crackhead, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Was she in Crossroads? She's in Crossroads with Britney Spears, yes. Yeah, but I think the, her most famous 
thing is that she's is that she was in Orange is the New Black. She played uh, Tallahassee. No. Yeah, one of the people that's named after a place. <laughs> she was in a movie that was called something like Hope and Glory or something that was that was like her breakout role. There's a lot of zombie films on this list. Oh, that's where Tallahassee's from. We're at the zombie land. <laughs> that's a good movie. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't see it. Anyway, trust me, Tara Manning is famous. <laughs> I was actually at I was actually at GalaxyCon. Uh, which is like a, uh, the comic convention that's that's yearly here. She was she was there. She was. Um, they have like these kind of signing areas where you have like a hundred famous people or semi-famous people, uh, and they're all kind of stood behind you, queue up and get their autographs and pay inordinate amounts of money. But this year they had uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd was there, Richard Dreyfus was there, um, lots of wrestlers. Me and um, Amelia had our picture taken with AJ from the Backstreet Boys. That was cool. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Lando was there. How is he? Yeah. Old Lando, obviously not. Not Danny Glover. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. What was my point? Oh yeah, Tara Manning was there. So, uh, so I saw her. I was, I was in the same room as her quite recently. She's famous, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck it. I believe you, man. She's got a Wikipedia page. All right. Um they have a conversation that doesn't really go anywhere about whether who left who and why and, and whatsoever. And he does go around to her apartment later and just look out look at her through the window. Nothing really happens. Um but uh, it is like the most it's the longest, most sustained conversation that Eminem has with anyone in this film that he has with that with his ex girlfriend. And it's seemingly by force um when she shows up at his work because a lot of eminem's interactions with people are outside of rap battles are be angry and storm off yeah he's an angry dude yeah someone says someone says something that pisses him off and he'll go oh fuck you and then walk away and they don't have to say much to piss him off. He just walks into some places and just sees the people in there goes and they go oh hi hi and he just broods and then fucks off um, there's a bit in the middle of the film where, like, there's a bit of a low point for him. It's like he's um, uh, not everything's going well. Like his mum's just been served the um, eviction notice. Cheddar Bob's in hospital. Uh, he's not wrapped in a hot minute. Gets a bit depressed. There's a bit where he's, he gets a, he gets a lift and he's just like everything about stop living up here and uh, just live down here. Yeah, he's feeling a bit depressed. It's like it's seven thirty in the morning, dude. <laughs> But he cheers himself up by a. He wraps up a food truck. Yeah. Uh, another another star alert. So exhibit is the guy that he battles. And yes. In the queue, <laughs> X to the Z. Uh, a bunch of stuff happens. Um, the, him and his friends go to Cheddar Bob's. Brittany Murphy, um, and Wings turn up at his house. Um, again, he just gets angry and walks away. When the radio station, he goes to the radio station, which they Wings organizes. And he goes to the radio station as instructed and finds Wings fucking Brittany Murphy in the office next to the next to a live studio. So, so this is interesting because they kind of set up Brittany Murphy's character as like this. There's a kind of love story about to happen. A kind of like you know a very uh, yeah. urban love story about to happen, and then it just turns out that Brittany Murphy fucks anyone that she thinks is going to get her out of town. <laughs> like, yeah. 
everyone's just doing what they can to try and get out get out of town or get ahead and if it would have got him out of town as well then maybe Eminem would have fucked uh wings as well wink wink <laughs> wink wink why did I say oh, I said wings every time you're just making me hungry dude <laughs> His mum wins the bingo, all of her problems uh, go away, and then she's suddenly not a cunt anymore to him. Quickly says, Oh yeah, no, do do what 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 you think um what you think is best. It gives him the best advice of the entire movie. Um he gets offered uh, extra sh- extra shifts at the steelworks as well. And I saw this coming from the from the beginning when he first asked for extra shifts. I was like, it's gonna be the night of the rap battle, isn't it? <laughs> But he he gets he gets cover for it easily, and then he goes to the rap battle. Um, so well, we're at the final rap battle. Uh, thoughts on on the final? I'd say that uh, was uh, was his buddy's name Cheese. Cheddar Bob. Cheddar Bob Cheese. <laughs> Cheddar Bob fucking saves the entire day by giving him the best fucking heads up ever. He just goes, "Hey, what? You're not worried at all about all the shit they're gonna say about you about your friend shooting the cock off and the, all this." And, then he goes, "Yeah, absolutely right. I should probably fucking get all that out of the way, and then fucking do my just get rid of all of his ammunition, and then he's left with fuck all." Uh, I mean, it's a, it's rather I think that they do. It's a really good way of doing it. I think the way that they did it. It's a shame that you don't hear more. It's a shame that there wasn't like a, like best two out of three kind of deal, and it went back and forth a little bit more. And that was like his last one because it's a, it's a yeah. clever way to finish it, but it's a bit of an anticlimax, I think, yeah. in, in the fact that you don't get to hear Captain America rap again. And um, but it's, but again, like I remember when I first saw it, and the you know the whole turning it on its head thing, where he just says everything that you could possibly say about him. That's genius. Like that yeah. was really good. Although possibly, you know, from a from an artistic point of view, like the actual rapping in that like wasn't. The best in the movie. Yeah, yeah I I'd like, agree. His, his his earlier battles were um, yeah. like tighter and like lyrically better, but just the premise behind the way that he wins is is very well done. I think. But you're right. It would have been good if there was a first round. They took a break, and then cheddar che- cheddar cheese, whatever the fuck his name is, said uh, said. Uh, well, Man. you really need to watch these movies. Before <laughs> we talk. <laughs> I watch them. Just not good at names. But if, they, if they'd done the first round, they did a good rap battle. And uh, maybe the other guy was winning a bit better. And then uh, Cheddar Bob was like, a, man, you're not even worried about what the shit he's going to say about you. Then he had the fucking epiphany. And then he did the second round where he he uh, just took away all of, all of his ammunition by saying, yes, I am fucking white trash. I am. That would have been better. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was a smart way to not for the movie to not be repetitive because mm. I mean, it's just like how many times can you just watch him diss someone? Yeah, um, yeah. and then so it was it was a very clever tool, I think, for the, for the end of the movie. But you you are kind of left a bit like, yeah, I wish I wish there'd have been a retort. I wish yeah. he'd done a verse and then there'd have been a retort, and then it was like a drop the mic kind of thing afterwards. In more in a kid and play kind of back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. So I was thinking back to the rap battle in um, House Party, and like, yeah, there was more. Rap- we got more rap battles for our money in uh, House Party. I think. I think that's what I'm missing in in Eight Mile. I think that's what I wanted more of. I wanted more rap battles. I wanted like they do spend a lot of the film saying, "Oh, he's he's like a rap prodigy," but you don't really get to see it as much in the actual film. Um, I haven't really seen many rap battles outside of this and, well, Kid and Play, I suppose. But they do go back and forwards, like, dissing each other generally, right? 
that's yeah, that's that that's what a rap battle is. Yeah, so is it not cheating to just say it all yourself? Uh, I mean, it's clever, right? I mean, that's, the, that's kind of the point. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if there's rules enough that you can cheat. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, is there anything that we haven't mentioned? There's probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. We're generally not very good at this. <laughs> 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 um, I think what I mean an interesting thing for me is um, just culturally and historically and musically uh, revisiting a hip hop movie yeah. 12 years on and showing like the tonal differences like hip hop was in a very different mm. place when Kid and Play were around and it was a lot you know the, especially like hip hop that was popular or that was charty you know you probably I mean, I think NWA were around, but there was still this kind of bouncy, fun side to hip hop. Whereas, you know, after, you know, all the shootings and, you know, mm. Biggie and Tupac business in the mid 90s, like this shows a much rougher and darker side of hip hop and a, mm. and, a, and, and a hip hop culture and of where it came from rather than being it all being like pastel t shirts and. Yeah, it's a bit. It- Kids fell backwards. Bit, bit, bit of a change from seeing, bit of a change from seeing kid and play in, in the suburbs in their nice house, and uh, going to house parties, and then seeing fucking Eminem working in the steelworks. Yeah. Steel but I do. I, it's a, it's a, I think it's a, it's very much a. It's just a an illustration of 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 how different hip hop because in the first, in, in house party it's more like, hey, look at those black people singing and dancing. No? <laughs> like, and uh, whereas in, yeah, it, it, it becomes a lot, a lot darker, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, like uh, Eminem does go to a house party in this, and it kind of sucks. It, it kind of reminds me of house parties that I've been to. I mean, <laughs> if in a house party that was the party that you imagined going to when you go to a house party, then this movie was the actual house parties that you go to. <laughs> it's just like everyone's sitting around on the floor smoking weed, and you've run out of beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anything else? Thought that Eminem was a very lovely person throughout the entire thing. I thought he did like as 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 a as not an actor. I think he did a good job as of being an actor for an hour and a half. Yeah, no, I did manage to kind of forget that it was Eminem. Yeah, he. I mean, he. And again, I kind of draw parallels to like Saturday Night Fever and Rocky and that kind of like you, you know they be pulled off a very similar job to. To Sylvester Stallone and to John Travolta, and he, you know he kind of managed to, I don't know, play this kind of downtrodden guy that you kind of feel sorry for, uh, and you know n- none of those people were considered amazing actors, <laughs> but in those performances, I heard recently um, Dr. Dre doing um, an award ceremony and giving uh, Marshall Mathers or whatever the fuck his name is, um, name's Eminem, dude. Should watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it Eminem an award, and uh, hearing that he is actually the biggest selling hip hop artist of all time. I I, watched, I saw that same clip the other day as well. Yeah, it was the great. It was his nomination to um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, to like it was like thirteen top ten albums, ten. Back to back number one albums, the biggest selling hip hop artist in the history of the world. Yeah, and like Dr. Dre saying that as well. He said, "I don't. I just want to point out the biggest selling hip hop artist of all time, not the biggest white seller, 
the biggest of all times. Talking of white rappers, um, there is a little bit where they where they take the piss out of the Beastie Boys, which was not happy. <laughs> it was. It's quite like hearing all of um, Eminem's fucking achievements just in in ten seconds is it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I do. And also, like, I mean, mm. they're very similar to. There's another parallel between this and Purple Rain. Is he won an Academy Award for Best Song, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, I did write that down. Uh, Lose Yourself won the Oscar for Best Original Song, and t- yeah, uh, 2003. Yeah, as in Purple Rain, Kid versus Played. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I'd, well, that's all my notes. I think. Oh, there was supposed to be a. Um... <laughs> There was a semi-sequel to this film. Really? Nine Mile? <laughs> Nine Mile. There's a there's a 2015 f- boxing movie called Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal. It was originally pitched as a sequel to Eight Mile, where um, uh, Eminem's rap career didn't pan out, so he became a boxer instead. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, right. Um, but then that that fell apart, and then it just it just became its own standalone movie. But Eminem did do the soundtrack for it. Really, that's interesting. I mean, that would have been fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's interesting in that kind of like, like, would you go? How do you go on to make a sequel to this movie? Because both the aforementioned Saturday Night Fever and Rocky both did have sequels. Um. But it's interesting because you don't really want to see any more of this story, right? I don't want no, the last no. thing I want to see is I don't I don't want to I don't want to cut back into his life when he is a recording artist. I don't want to actually see him get the record contract like he's done. They kind of like in Saturday Night Fever they do that because in Staying Alive he's just you know he, he's just got a job as a dancer in, in New York. The the only sequel I could, I could think that would work would be would be like um, when he's already been a successful artist and it's his son. Is trying to come up in a totally opposite situation, right? He's not the poor person, but the the kid that has everything, trying to be the rapper. Yeah, or yeah, or, the, or, or more of a Rocky Balboa version, where where he's like he's aged out and he's retired, and is it like it's him struggling with being relevant? That might be an interesting story. <laughs> he's got Alzheimer's. I can't yeah. remember. Can't remember my lyrics. Oh my god. <laughs> Of the three, of the three, by the way, of the three, by the way, which was your favourite? Oh, we, we haven't scored the movie. That's something we haven't done. Oh, yeah, yeah, we haven't done that, have we? Um, yeah, which which one of the three? Oh, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, two of them, are, for me at least, are just based in nostalgia. Um, where it's like, like, Amar was, was, was an enjoyable watch and I thought a very good movie. Um, so, I mean, I would probably give it again. Probably, I think I've given them all eight and a half. <laughs> so, so let's stick with that. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good movie, and that, like I say, it's it's difficult to to take away my relationship with House Party and Purple Rain and comment on them as actual movies because I can't watch them as through regular people's eyes anymore. But I enjoyed all three of them. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed Aid Mile. It's a really different vibe to the other two completely. Actually, all three of them had very different vibes. Um, they did, they did, but it's in, it's interesting to find the actual there are there is actual threads that you can kind of put through them all, which I which I, I found interesting because I didn't think there was when we first started this. I was like, this is going to be a bit weird because they're all such tonally different movies. And even though even though there's a lot of similarities between Eight Mile and Purple Rain. 
everything the prince does kind of feels like it's based in fantasy anyway because he just you know because he dresses funny and drives a big motorcycle and so like it kind of doesn't seem very real although there are kind of threads that are supposed to be semi-autobiographical whereas eight miles seems a lot more like it could happen like that <laughs> yeah like, i mean prince his entire life was kind of fantastical like every aspect of it but um yeah i mean all, all of them were enjoyable watches. Um, I, I think Prince Purple Rain was um, the hardest sell at first. I started thinking it was just an ego trip. It seemed to be an ego trip most of the way through the film, but it kind of won me over. Um, by the end, I actually really liked it. Um, especially, oh man, the, the, the kind of uh, horrible ending to it. And then their fantastic song at the end. Yeah, it kind of won me over by the end. Um, Kid and play was more of a just a fun way. The whole way through was enjoyable. Like there was there's nothing not to like about that movie. Um, I'd say of the three, my favorite was probably House Party. Just yeah. just because it was <laughs> just because it was it was it was funny funny the whole way through. It was it was it was consistent. It was good fun. There was nothing not to like. And I found out a shitload of stuff that I didn't know that happened. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, a lot more behind it than I realized was happening during the movie, which uh, Christian pointed out. Thank you very much. Like, man, yeah. I'm here for useless shit. <laughs> but man, it, 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 it pointed out a shitload of stuff that I didn't even know existed. I, I just thought it was just a movie, but there's a lot more. They actually put a lot of thought into it, a lot more thought than I thought. Eight Mile was really good, but again, yeah. Not my favorite of the three. I think my favorite was definitely House Pie. I'd give a, I'd give a, I'd give Eight Mile a kid an eight just because of the name, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, out of the three, um, it has been really interesting doing these three. There is like connective tissue between all. I thought that House Party would be the outlier, um, but uh, no, there is connective. There's uh, there's connections between all of them and. Um, I think I'm glad that we did these three. As said, I, I came out of Eight Mile not as jazzed about it as the other two. Um, it's still a good film, um, but I can I can watch. I've come out of this knowing that I can watch House Party multiple times for the rest of my life, and it will always be great. Um, With new things to find out each time. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I've seen Purple Rain, um, and now I, I I I loved it, and I went out and bought it, and I'll be happily to watch that um, uh, multiple uh, again and again. Eight Mile, I've come out of gone. I've seen it, and I'm happy that I've seen it, but I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. Um, I'm okay. Maybe if I need to revisit the rap battles, I can watch it on YouTube. Um, to be honest, I'm a bit the same with Purple Rain. I, I've seen it; it was fantastic. I don't think I need to see it again. I think of the three, House Party is the only one that House Party is the only one that I really need to watch again. I, I can get the I can get the uh, the climax just by watching fucking listening to Purple Rain or watching that clip because that will remind me the entire movie. Um, so I can I can I can take or leave Eight Mile. Um, the other two, it would be it would be a tough. It was, it's Sophie's choice to um, pick between the other two. They they serve. Um, they scratch different itches. Purple Rain and um, 
Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to choose between them if if it was a desert island discs situation. Um, I'm not sure which one I could choose. I'd probably choose Purple Rain purely for the song Purple Rain. Yeah, no, I'm just going to sit on the fence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to hear your opinion of the song Purple Rain anymore. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> You've made your bullshit feelings clear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Colin, where can people find you if if you wish to be found? Osaka. Osaka. And uh, Christian, do you have any, uh, if anyone wants to contact you in any way, shape or form? No, you can come. I'll be at the hop yard. <laughs> come for a beer. Uh, all right. Yeah, you can, uh, you can find us on... Uh, um on on twitter or whatever the fuck it's called these days at uh, tba underscore tweets which I, if it's changed its name i probably have to change that now um or on uh youtube at the badger's apprentice where you can also find static videos of this very podcast and we've got tiktoks and all kinds of bollocks um so that that's it for me um thank you for coming on christian it's been fun dudes we'll we'll, we'll do it again please do been really good to catch up with you. Um, all right. So, see you later. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>